We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Championship weekend is upon us. We are still talking DFS. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensta, joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belangi. He even joined me after the Niners Packers game, which is very, uh, very good of him, very gracious of him. Um, if you could please rate or review the podcast, we do appreciate that. Helps everybody find us, etc. Um, Ryan, uh, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, you know, even though the Packers lost and your 49ers won, I think. Maybe I still had a more enjoyable Saturday night than you did watching that game. You know, it was um, the Packers looked great for the most part. Uh, Jordan Love looked great, looked like they were going to win most of the game. You know, I I was going into it with no expectations. So, yeah, it's part of the reason why I'm not that disappointed, you know. Um, And I mean, they're so they're so young. Great run. You found your quarterback for sure. I mean, you know, I feel I feel like. I feel like the Packers should have won that game. Like I, I might be just like being negative and, and biased, but like then I, I think the Niners played poorly on both sides. They played badly on special teams, also, and like a couple things here and there. And like the Packers outplayed them for probably the first like 50 minutes of that game. I know the Niners ended up with almost same time possession uh, and more yards, but like kind of catching up. And um, you know, Love made a couple mistakes in the fourth quarter. You know, young quarterback stuff. He missed Aaron Jones uh, open. He hit Musgrave, uh, you know, bad pass, get intercepted. And then obviously play at the end. Like, you probably shouldn't do that in first down, but 50 seconds left. Like, you know, how much are you going to really compete a guy for trying to make a crazy play? And, um, you know, in his mind, I'm sure he's probably like, you know, this is a t- chance. And Greenlaw probably picks that, I don't know, one out of three times, like diving linebacker. But, um, yeah, the Packers, the Packers gave the Niners everything they could, they could want. Um, I think that we've got a, a long-term discussion on whether Brock Purdy can throw the ball if it's raining, which is problematic. Although it's supposed to be sunny this weekend. I'm, I'm looking outside like I'm here. There's like six hours away, but um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a heck of an effort. We had, we had some fun games like Bill's chiefs. Like that, that game delivers every single time those teams play. Yeah. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Um, That game was awesome though. Uh, You know, Mahomes played great. Um, That throw by Allen at the end. If only Diggs could have caught it, you know, it was basically the best throw you could have (laughs) made. Like Um, it's funny. You watch that highlight and you're like, he threw that ball like 65 yards in the air and hit Diggs right in the head. Like he could have been a better pass. And he just 
it chucked that. I can't believe how far that ball went. Yeah, you know, it was. T- I was rooting for the Bills, and I had some some Bills futures and Bills in best ball. So it would have been really nice if they won. Like I advanced a couple really good teams in best ball, but they're Bills stacked, so they're, they're dead now. But yeah. anyways, um, it it felt it just yeah, it felt like KC was just going to win the game. I don't know. Mahomes played really well, um, and it always it felt like Buffalo was just always sort of always playing catch up and needing a play here and there where like. KC was more comfortable, even though um, they didn't have nearly as many plays or time of possession. But I don't know. They were really efficient. I was impressed with KC. Yeah, I was too. And like their defensive adjustments at halftime, like every week, like their their numbers in the second half on defense, the whole season are impressive. Like Buffalo was smoking them on the run the first half of that game. And then they just kind of closed that door. And and you're right. Buffalo's always playing catch up. And they should have been like playing more catch up. McCall Harbin doesn't fumble on the one yard line. That game is probably over a lot. Of that game that added that that added a lot of the drama of the game. Like I was I was kind of rooting for Buffalo too, just because I'd like to see them get over the top and Kansas City wins every year. Like nothing against anybody, but it takes, you know, Casey's there every single year. It would have been it would have been fun to see Buffalo make it. But like that uh, that play definitely ramped up the drama, made the game a lot more fun to watch. Probably not for Chiefs fans. It must have been frustrating to, you know, have a chance to kind of ice the game there. And, uh, and, you know, Hardman, who uh, you know, has had a rough playoffs, but he's been, he's been active, but had a rough playoffs. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. Um, the, uh, the Ravens-Texans game was kind of blah. I thought Lions-Buccaneers kind of blah, too. Like, I just – I know it was just tied at halftime, but I never really felt like Tampa Bay really had that much of a chance. And once, once Detroit got up two touchdowns, um, it just left the internet to complain about uh, Detroit – or Tampa Bay going for two after they scored on the touchdown, even though it is it is the right play. But uh, a lot of people complain about that. But – it was uh, it was a fun weekend, and then I think that Bills Chiefs being such a great game kind of made it seem like uh, the games were the games were really good when you wrap them up. Yeah, I agree. Um, better, I think L- Lamar like the game last weekend ten ten at half, but it didn't yeah. feel like the Ravens were ever in trouble. The defense was amazing. Uh, yeah. the, Houston only scored on that long punt return, yep. and the second half was just sort of comfortable. So the Ravens Chiefs is. Really interesting this what, week. Like, what a freaking awesome game. Like, you could uh, – you know, Niners fan aside, you could argue these are the two best teams. i probably argue that the Niners maybe are between them, and I'd call the Ravens the best team. But Ravens-Chiefs, you know, on AFC Championship game in Baltimore, I think, I think it's been – I forget the amount of years, but it's been a long time since Baltimore uh, hosted an AFC Championship game. I was surprised how long it's been. I guess the times it was a Super Bowl, they won on the road – they got everybody coming out. Like I just like everybody's ever been good for the Ravens. They're doing some kind of ceremony. They got people uh, doing national anthem first toss. They got like I even saw Todd Heap was out there. I hadn't seen that name in like fifteen years. Uh, but they're going all out. It's going to be an awesome game. Um, let's talk about the games. We're here. To, we're here to talk DFS though. You know, obviously people are still playing. There's two games. There's big contests on on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Chiefs Ravens. You mentioned it. It's the early game. It's uh, noon Pacific, three o'clock Eastern. Uh, Ravens favored by three and a half to four, depending on where you see it. Uh, the total in this game is 44 and a half. So about a touchdown less than the NFC game. Uh, where do you see Chiefs Ravens uh, going? If you got to pick a game, you got to figure out how this game flow goes. What do you think and you know, how this game kind of plays out? Uh, as far as like, I kind of agree with the total. I don't, it does, it feels like a grinded out 24, 21 type game. I, you know, I don't think, like if if either team gets the lead, they're not gonna like play fast and air it out, and you know like both teams, Lamar's not gonna throw that much. Same same with Mahomes. I mean, it, it's similar teams, really good defenses. Um, I think for DFS, yeah, people are just gonna go to the San Fran Detroit game. Just so you mentioned, yeah. it has a 
touchdown higher total and just like players on each side that project so much better tough with Baltimore and KC like you got Lamar but then like similar to last week uh none of his pass catchers did anything so it was just naked Lamar Jackson and then KC it's hard to score four touchdowns without anybody else doing anything that's what he did it was wild he had two running and two passing but like you're right he just uh, nobody on his team had more than four catches. And like, you kind of, I would expect that again. Now you got Andrews back. You figure, yep. oh, he's prob- probably going to be back. I mean, it's not for sure, but it seems like it. I you think figure, as of this you know, morning, they put him on the 53-man roster. I think it's actually official now. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, we don't know how much, you know, he's going to play, likely he's going to play. It'll probably be somewhat even, I would guess. Maybe Andrews plays a little bit more, but, you know, they have – Four receivers now, too, who are kind of all, you know, don't expect any of them to get that many targets. Just they don't throw that much to begin with. Um, KC, I have, you know, some questions for you about specific players. Like, I think I think some of the most important questions are, like, Travis Kelsey versus Rasheed Rice because they're the same price. And then yep. evaluating Kelsey and Rice versus Pacheco because they're the same price. Like, you know, is it – yeah, what what do you want to target, I guess, in that game? I mean, it's hard because this Baltimore defense is like I, – I don't want to just call them – they're elite for this season for sure. Um, you know, the question is how elite are they like historically? Like they, you look at stats and DVOA and like Baltimore's a – you know, I think it was before the playoffs like a top five team ever by DVOA. You know, that combines obviously defense too. But like they're – you watch their linebackers and like it, I just noticed this and I kind of focused after the, after the Niners lost to them and like – Roquan Smith and uh, uh, Patrick Queen are just, like, insanely good. Like, people – I think people always talk about D-line or secondaries and linebackers kind of get lost a little bit. That's changed a little bit this year with them and the Niners having really good linebackers. But, man, those guys are everywhere. They stop the run. They stop, the like, the pass over the middle. It's just – it's really tough. I My thought is that I think Baltimore is the better team here. I think Baltimore gets in the lead. So, I prefer the pass catchers on Kansas City. Just I think that's the way the game script's going to work out. With, with two games – like you kind of have to work out in your head how you think the game works out. If it doesn't, you're going to lose. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, a normal stretch, like, or a normal uh, slate, you can kind of figure out, I know this game's going to have some points. You know, there's only two games. You can't only play Niners and Lions players. You probably, you're going to want some guys from both games. But um, for me, it's pass catchers. And for me, I think it's Rasheed Rice this week. I, I know it was Kelsey last week. I like Rice a little bit more on the outside this week than I do Kelsey kind of over in the middle with, with Smith and Queen. Like, the linebackers are kind of where I shift there. Um I know that uh, I know that Baltimore's um, secondary is good too. Kyle Hamilton's a stud. Like they're just good everywhere. Uh, but with two games, you're gonna have to try and pick on something. Uh, my thought is to go to Rice, kind of based on the theory of how I think the game goes and how I think Baltimore's defense sets up. Yeah, it's so tough because Baltimore's defense is so good, right? Um, they could, they're, they're good everywhere. Kelsey, like yeah, right. Like Kelsey might have a tough time, but also Rice too. Uh, it looks like they're gonna get Marlon Humphrey back. But also, what is it? Kyle Hamilton is that who? Yeah, this, um, the sa- he's the safety. Def- yeah, and he defends the slot a lot. Where yep. where Rice has been lining up quite a bit. So I mean, I mean, it's they, a tough they, matchup they, all they, around. They killed Houston's offense. Like Houston offense didn't score a touchdown last week. Yeah, so I mean, maybe you know, yeah, it's it's tough all around. You know, you just Pacheco, Rice, and Kelsey are all going to be popular just because it's a two game slate and there's not yep. that many other options. So. You got to decide what to do there, and yeah, maybe you fade. You know, you could fade them all, to be honest. Yep. I mean, someone's going to score in this game, though. So you probably have to get the person that scores the touchdown. I guess is kind of what you get to. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the Ravens against Stroud last week. I mean, Stroud was rolling, beating a lot of teams, 19 to 33 for a buck 75, 5.3 YPA, no touchdowns. Like they just, and Nico Collins had 68 yards and he'd been rolling. Um, the, the, the best Texans rusher, Devin Smith had 22 yards. Like it's just, it's, a, they're a nasty, nasty, like all time nasty defense. I don't, all times maybe a bit strong, but like they're up there in terms of nasty defense. And the, you know, the next two weeks will determine, uh, next two games will determine, you know, how, how historical they are, but, um, they're just really good. But so is Patrick Mahomes. I think that, uh, if anybody's, uh, you know, doubted them, uh, you know, I think mid season, a lot of people are like, oh, the chiefs are finally done. They got no chance. Like, I think there's, you just can't doubt anybody that has any, any team that has him on the team. He only threw 23 times last week, but 17 to 23, 9.3 YPA, 215 yards. Like, you said it before he plays away. That dude is just unbelievable. You cannot count on any team that he's playing for. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. And then, like you said, so many people said the Chiefs were dead. So many people wrote yeah. them off. They 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 went into Buffalo. They hadn't played on the road in the postseason. He did that. Or Mahomes went in there and won in Buffalo. If he does it in Baltimore here and they get to the Super Bowl, I mean, you pretty much can't argue this guy's greatness. <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, from, from a DFS perspective, you know, we've – We've talked about it all season, and you look at his numbers, he just doesn't score over 20 fantasy points very often, yeah. at least not this year. And, you know, the Chiefs' offense has sort of struggled for most of the season. They've looked better the last couple of weeks, but, you know, this is, matchup is maybe as tough as it gets. So, as a, yeah, as, a, DFS, as, a as a fan, though, like a, just a football fan watching the game, it's awesome. Like, I, I'm so curious to see what he can do with – uh, I think it's fair to call him limited weapons. Like, he, uh, Rice and Kelsey and Pacheco are all good, but, like, he doesn't have a – you know, a whole stable of stud receivers. Um, I think it's, it's a fascinating matchup. Like, can he actually do something against his defense? I think Baltimore wins this game. Um, but I've I've learned that uh, I'll never say for sure. And I've never I learned to not doubt Mahomes at all. But this is a it is a really fascinating matchup to see what you know Reed and Reed Mahomes can figure out against the defense because it it, uh, it looks almost impossible to figure out fully. Yeah, I mean we're we're on the same page. I agree with everything you just said. Like yeah. if I had to pick, uh, if I had to like guess, I could see like a. 24 17 or something, you know, Ravens, that that type of game. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the NFC game, obviously, it opens up a little bit. We've got the Niners are favored by seven, um, seven and a half in some places. I was a little surprised by that, but I mean, I guess that, you know, you got to, you got, you can't just factor in last week. You got to factor in, you know, how they played all season and stats and numbers. Uh, Debo Samuel is questionable right now. Uh, it is very clear. We talked about it last week. It is very clear that Debo was going to be a massive part of that game plan last week. Like, I think he touched the ball in two of the first three plays, uh, and they just kind of, like, couldn't figure out what their game plan was after he went out, which is weird because, I, I mean, I think Shanahan is an unbelievably good coach, but, like, it's weird that, you know, you don't have a contingency in football when someone gets hurt. Like, it just kind of they, – they ran – and they they had the run to Juwan Jennings that made no sense. They made it as a mistake later. They were supposed to be Debo in there, but he was hurt. It was just – it's weird, like they just kind of fell apart. He's so important to them, especially in these big kind of grinded out games. I think they were planning on on him. He was probably going to get eight carries in that game. Like I think he was going to be him and McCaffrey carrying the ball a ton, and just kind of went away from it. And um, you know, Green Bay was smart. Green Bay lined up in in base a lot, knowing that you know they were like, well, let's see if Purdy can throw the ball in the rain. And he couldn't. Like Niners kill base defense normally. Like if you try to stop the run, Shanahan and Purdy and the receivers will light you up. And it didn't happen last week because he couldn't throw the ball accurately. Uh, over under this game is 51 and a half. Uh, I think you know, the story here is, you know, how successful will the Lions run be against the Niners? The Niners run day we talked about last week is struggling, uh, lived up to that last week. I know they kind of slowed Aaron Jones down a little bit in the middle of the game. Like he was at like three something yards of carry and then he hit the 53 yarder, but 
it's very clear they were hitting some gash plays or hit some big plays. They hit that big play, which obviously, you know, Chase Young got smoked on the edge. Um, he hasn't done a lot since the Niners signed him. The run D is, a, is the most important thing here because Montgomery and Gibbs are going to run the ball, and I, I assume that's the game plan this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, that Debo's, Debo injury was really tilting. Uh, you talked me onto him last week, and I think you were exactly right. Like you said, he got two sorry, sorry right about away. that, but yeah, I think it was the right play. No, no, no. It was yeah. it was clearly the right play. I played him in high stakes, and he was low owned, like really low owned. And yeah, it looked like he was going to be a a focal point. Yeah, it, went, it was looking really good, and then the Niners really struggled without him. Um, it seems like he's going to play here. I, I, I still, I find it interesting that, you know, the Niners, they were in a tough spot last week, losing, needed that game so bad. And Debo's just comes out in street clothes. And now what, all of a sudden he can play just like a week later, but he couldn't tough it out. You know, that's, it's worrying. It's worrying. Like he's clearly I, I think not that, healthy. I, I think their concern was that the fact that he had fractured it earlier in the year, and I think that their concern was he fractured it again. So they're like, well, we can't – if he fractured it, we can't – he can't okay. play. But once right. he got the x-rays and everything done, he didn't fracture it. So maybe now he can tough it out, as, as you say. Like, I don't, That makes I, sense. I think if it was like a new thing or they knew he wasn't – it wasn't broken, I think that he would have gone back out there. I think that uh, – Okay. You know, he, he went in the locker room and came back, and then he was running around. But uh, I think it was the the fact that he did that in Cleveland, and like I don't think they knew right away, and they found out he fractured it after. So I think that they were just – I think they probably thought he did, would be my guess. Um, Cause I think they sound like they just took away his pads from it. Wouldn't let him play. So I don't think it was a Debo issue. I think it was a more a team, um, you know, uh, trying to make the best decision for him there, but um, 51 and a half in a total is a big total in a championship game. The weather is supposed to be nice. That's just supposed to be like 70 degrees in, in Santa Clara, which is really warm for this time of year. Um, supposed to not rain. Um, we talked about last week, the, the, the party throwing the ball in the rain thing is a real problem. It is not a problem for this week. It's not a problem for the Super Bowl if they make it. But it's a problem when you're thinking about, are we signing this guy for a gigantic contract? Like, if he goes to the playoffs in the rain, are we just automatically going to lose? Because um, he, before last drive last week, was was legit bad. Missed a lot of open guys. Yeah, and almost gave the game away if, if, if you know, that interception that should have been. That, uh, that, um, that was pick six, too. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, that was probably the game. Um, yeah, I think that as far as the total goes, like you said, it's on the Lions to get it there. Um, do, you, I, do, you, do, you think they, do you think they can score? I guess is, I just kind of go back to the question. Do you think they can score? I, yeah, like you said, I think the run, it, it, can the 49ers stop the run, I guess, is the key. Um, Goff? Goff? I don't know. I think Goff has, for the most part, impressed me this season. He's had a couple rough stretches and a couple tough games. But, yeah, I don't know. They seem to be playing with a lot of confidence. Um, the Packers? scored on them why can't yeah I think the Lions do score I don't know like I kind of agree with the total I think the Lions hang in there I actually think it goes over the total okay nice I I I mean I I'm weirdly like hesitant based on last week but I think the Niners should score a lot of points in this game I don't think Detroit can stop them I think that if they try and stop the run, which I think they'll try and do, I think that I think the Niners receivers and and Kittle would light them up. I don't think they can stop the pass. They they do stop the run well, but it's because they kind of focus on it and try to do that. And they I mean they've been beating the pass all year long. You look at a lot of their stats. They're they're the worst team in the NFL against play action uh, against the pass and like obviously against the pass play action. Uh, the Niners are really good at that. Like I think if, if McCaffrey has any success at all, they're just gonna have a lot of trouble stopping the play action. But I I I'm worried about the Niners D stopping them. Um, you know. 
Uh, the the Packers clearly picked on Ambry Thomas last week, and it worked. They got some pass interference. They got some catches. Um, I think that uh, Detroit will try and move move some guys around because Traverius Ward's really really good. Uh, I don't think there's any way they'll let him. The Detroit will let him just cover Amon Ra. So, but but Reynolds is there. Jameis Williams there. I think both those guys have a chance to hit big plays. This this Niners D, you know, they're going to give up some big plays when when Ambry Thomas is on somebody to lose somebody in coverage. And I think Montgomery and especially Gibbs. I think Gibbs is the guy that like is scary as hell to me as a Niners fan. Like he, you look at some of the plays Jones made. Um, you know, if Gibbs gets those kind of lanes, like he's going to bust one. He's going to be gone. I mean, Jones hit a fifty-three yarder. Um, Gibbs will do the same. Uh, I think we're looking at like a like a thirty-five thirty kind of game here. I think I think both team, both offenses are going to have a lot of success. Okay, well, but then, then... You got, but then you but then you got Goff outdoors. Goff in a big spot. Goff against a team that struggles against any quarterback <clears throat> that can move at all, and Goff can't move at all. The Niners have killed Jared Goff over the years. They've killed him. Um, so that, that's the one little thing in my, in my head. But I, I think with Ben Johnson, Colin plays, I think the Lions are going to score. Okay. Well, you you know, you know ease some of my concerns about Debo, too. And, you know, if the, if the game does go like that, I mean, for DFS, you're just going to want to stack it. I mean, yeah. the players in that game are going to be popular. But, um, yeah, if that game scores 55 points and the other one scores 40, just especially with some of the prices on both sides – yeah, I mean, you know I want to have a lot more exposure to the Niners Lions game. So let's get into the uh, the players and the and the lineups and the and the DFS prices. But first, a note from our sponsors at Circa: Get ready for ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seats in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or you can touch down at the world's largest sportsbook, Circa Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation ops, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Parties, only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. So, Ryan, we've only, uh, we're have we going to do this pretty quick. we only got two games. We've kind of broken down how we think the games go already. But quarterback, uh, there's only four of them. Uh, Lamar is 7,700, Mahomes 6,900, Purdy 6,400, Goff 6,300. Um, is Brock going to be as high percentage on this slate as I think he's going to be? Yeah, definitely. He'll be the most popular for sure. Um, might even get up to like 50% in, in some contests. Uh, yeah, he's underpriced again. We talked about it last week. Um, but I don't know. Look, look what happened last week. Ended up as the worst play. 15 DraftKings points only. Um, so, like, that could happen again if you want to fade him just from a game theory point of view. You know, here's what, what's interesting is if Debo plays, so I want to play Purdy. I think it's a great play. I agree with you in this spot that the Niners score a bunch of points. Um, if Debo plays, it just it makes them really hard too because, you know, he's yep. expensive. It's tough to click Debo. It's just hard to see him have a ceiling game coming off that injury. But he also takes a little away from Ayuk, takes a little away from Kittle. Um, and then it, on the other side of that game, you got a Monra who, despite the tough matchup, clearly looks like the best wide receiver on the slate. And with Debo in there, it just makes me want to play a Monra more. Um, and what I'm getting at is no one's going to play golf on this slate. He's going to be the least popular of all four quarterbacks and his receivers. I mentioned a Monra, but 
you mentioned Reynolds and Jamison Williams before. They're two of the better punt options on this slate. Gibbs is one of the best running backs on this slate who also catches passes, and no one's really going to play the quarterback. So, yeah, I don't know. Like for tournaments, I think golf is kind of interesting to pair with some of those guys. And obviously you're going to play CMC. Um, yeah, I know I didn't mention Lamar. Lamar, he crushed last week. He was under-owned. He was like 10%, 15%. Smashed. I mean, hundred rushing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he's he was be in like he was host. in every he was like every winning lineup I looked at. Like every every, every like, winning it was, lineup. It was Lamar. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And it was like the first game too. You're like, you know, Lamar, you're pretty much dead. Yeah, and then this week, I think he'll be the second most popular. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Scott. What are you What are you going to do at quarterback? I think I'm going to play the two guys in the NFC game and, and kind of go lineups there. I mean, it, it, it just, it's tough because those, I mean, Lamar, the Kansas City pass D is so good and the Ravens pass catchers, while there are a bunch of them, there's nobody like, I love Zay Flowers, but like, there's nobody I'm like, Oh, I got to play that. I mean, you can see Casey kind of, you know, with Snead and McDuffie, like they're going to be on those guys. And I think Lamar just spreads it around, which makes it hard to pick anybody. So I think you just play, if you're going to play Lamar, I think you just kind of play him, maybe pick one receiver and, you know, figure out who you like. But I mean, I just think that, I think Purdy and Goff uh, in the high-scoring game. And the, thing, and the interesting thing with the Lions, like you mentioned how hard it is to pick which Niners got to play, and it's it's just it's the way it is. Like those, They've got so many options. But you look at Detroit, and you mentioned the punt options, but they had 42 passes, 42 targets last week. So they, I think they had one sack, but they had 42 uh, targets last week. 25 of them went to St. Brown and Laporta. Like it was very clear it was a very narrow passing window last week uh and then that that includes four for gibbs too so and three for montgomery so that's seven that went to other guys so uh james williams had four targets josh reynolds had three brock wright had that one big catch um jason cabinda i think he must be a backup tight end had one um but it just my point is like it's Aminra and laporta like you can you can much guarantee like those guys are gonna get a ton of targets every week he's gonna get a ton of targets you can play some punts but I think golf is really easy. You just play him with you one of the, probably both of those guys in a two game slate. Um, I think it's a lot easier to figure out uh, to play golf, but uh, you know, I think that uh, their goal is probably to run the ball. So that's a little scary if you're playing golf or DFS. Yeah, that's their goal, but you know, it's, I think, it, and it's the, the, they, the odds say that they're likely to be playing from behind, you know? Yeah. Niner, well, Niners could score their first two drives and that the right. run the ball thing doesn't go fully out the window, but and, Goff's throwing the ball 40 times. I mean, they, they led, they led all the second half last week and Goff threw the ball 43 times last week still. Yeah. And part of it is sort of just process of, of elimination in that, like we, we didn't want to play Mahomes on full. Would you play Mahomes on a full slate in this matchup against Baltimore? We mentioned he hasn't scored. No, like, fantasy no, like, no way, right? Like, just the only absolutely is never. Yeah. The only like, reason you consider this week is he, he's going to be low-owned and he's Patrick Mahomes, and there's only four guys. Yeah. But no way on a regular yeah. slate would you play him against Baltimore. Right. And, you know, I guess almost the, the argument, like, since there's only four quarterbacks on the slate, like, could 22 points be the high score? Sure. Then, like – like it seems tough for that to happen, but yeah, I don't know. My point is like, I'm just drawn to that other game. There's going to be so many more passing attempts you feel like, and just ah, it's such a tough spot for Lamar. It's such a tough spot for Mahomes. It just doesn't seem like there's a ceiling there. Like Lamar's going to have to run for a hundred yards again. Yeah. Which is certainly in, certainly in play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time seeing him like throw for a ton of yards. Like, I think he'll make some plays. He'll obviously, they'll have some, a couple big plays, they'll have some chunk plays, but like 
consistently making passes against that Kansas City D. When you're Lamar, like that's not totally what you do. Uh, it's hard to see him. Like I think if he throws for like 180 yards, like that seems about right. Like I don't maybe low 200s, but you know it's like you can't. It's very hard to figure out a way that he throws the ball for 330 yards unless they get behind 20 early or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You said it. Chiefs have one of the best pass defenses in the league. It's just, yeah. it's a really tough spot. Like you almost don't want to overthink it. The yeah. the quarterbacks in the other game are just much better plays. Yeah. I think the, the ways that I get different and find some other plays are probably not at quarterback. I think I'm just going to play the NFC guys too. Yeah, uh, I think me too. Uh, just the last, if, if I played Lamar, I think you kind of touch on like, maybe I would play him with just like, you can play him naked, like we mentioned, just because he spreads it around so much and so much of his upside is from running and, and rushing touchdowns. But you could pair him with, like, Bateman for 3,600. You know, a guy that doesn't need a lot of or, – or Aguilar for 30. Yep. Like, a guy who just needs three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. So, like, I would do something like that. Yeah, I'd play him with someone just because in the two-game slate, like, you're going to want to hit whoever he scores the touchdown to. But you're right. It could be – you can even play – you can play with the one of the tight ends. So, you can play with likely. Like, like I think likely still going to play a lot. Um, I know Andrews is going to be back, but I mean, likely had the, had a touchdown last week. He's been really good since Andrews hurt. I don't think he's going to be fully out of the game plan. But you're right. I mean, Bateman had three for 39 last week. Uh, Aguilar had the touchdown. Uh, Beckham didn't do anything last week. You could kind of figure it out there. But uh, I think I think I play with one of them and just kind of you're you're hoping you get the you know the, the when they get the ball inside the twenty, you're hoping he's going to get the touchdown pass. Um, running back is, um, as it was last week, it's Christian McCaffrey, then a, like a large glut of guys in, in, in the mid range, but McCaffrey is 9,000 on DraftKings this week. Um, do you just play him? What do you, what do you do here? I mean, obviously some lineups where you don't, if you want to go like Purdy and receivers, maybe you get away from him. Um, but you know, even in the game last week, the offense wasn't firing. He still scored twice. He still, uh, was, was super, uh, super valuable in any format, but, uh, you know, I guess the, the the theory is: Are you just playing him this week? Are there lineups you're not going to play him? How do you kind of work out the? You know, it, it kind of comes again to you know McCaffrey or not McCaffrey. Yeah, um, I think I'm playing him. Uh, I mean, I guess really the only reason you wouldn't is because he's going to be so popular. Like clearly the most popular player on the slate this week. Yeah. But I mean, it, it makes sense. The rest of the running backs just aren't that great. Um, and McCaffrey's sort of underpriced again. You said, like, you could fade him and play 49ers receivers and a Monra. Like, if you want to – you're going to need a lot of those expensive guys at the other positions to have ceiling games, like yeah. Kelsey. And you, you and just Amon hope McCaffrey and, doesn't score and has, like, 85 right. yards and doesn't score. So, like that, but. It's a good tournament strategy because if when McCaffrey scores like 20 points or even the, the few times he only scores like 15 points, like you just, you have such a good chance to win because everybody's going to play him. But like in single entry stuff and three max, five max, like I'm probably just going to play him because you go down the list and Pacheco projects as the second best running back. It seems like he's going to be the second most popular after McCaffrey. You, you sort of mentioned at the start, I think it doesn't seem like you're in love with him here. It's a really tough spot for Pacheco. Uh, I, I think I would fade him at, you know, high ownership on this slate. Um, I get it. You know, he's probably the second best option just because of how good he's been and, and, and the usage. And he's clearly going to be, um, or he's going to see more touches than the Lions backs and the Ravens backs. I mean, he's got like seven touchdowns in his last six games. He's looked the part, but yeah, it's just a really tough matchup. So I'm tempted to just play McCaffrey and then fade Pacheco. I think, I don't know. How do you look at it? 
Is McCaffrey? I'm bad at percentages. McCaffrey like a 65 percent owned or something in tournaments? I think like, maybe like 75 percent. Oh, he's even more than. I mean, that's just it's one of those things. Like, if you want to play a strategy, but if he, if he does well and you don't play him, like your lineup's pretty much dead before it starts. So that's that's hard to do. And you look at you look at you mentioned he's nine thousand. He's eleven thousand on Fanduel. Like it is a crazy price over there. And then the next guy's seventy eight hundred. Um, I really like I on Fanduel. Gibbs. You could fade him on Fanduel. Yeah. You could fade him. Uh, I like Jameer Gibbs a lot this week. I think that uh, he like is the exact type of guy that Niners are going to struggle with. I think that they're going to probably figure out how to kind of slow down Montgomery, kind of the runs up the middle, and, and, and Montgomery's going to have to score, I think, to work out well, but. You know, with Armstead back, Hargrave in the middle, I think that I think the edges are more my concern with the Niners rush D. And man, if Gibbs get any of those holes, like you see, you know, Warner and Greenlaw are going to have to be really ready for him because he's going to he's going to get some plays where you know Young doesn't set the edge. They, they they're missing Cleveland Farrell, who was kind of their better uh, run edge defender. You know, opposite Bosa. So you got Chase Young in there. They were moving a lot of guys, and now there. Randy Gregory played some too, and uh, Joseph Day played. Um, I just think Gibbs is going to have a chance for a couple of big plays, and those are not going to be big plays that go for ten yards; they go for thirty yards. And if those are anywhere in the right place of the field, I think that I think Gibbs is the guy that scares me the most as a Niners fan. And at sixty four hundred on uh, DraftKings, I think he's seven thousand on FanDuel. Um, he's my second favorite running back by a pretty decent margin, I think. Yep, me too. Couldn't have said it better. Really, um, the script I'm playing for is 49ers get a lead, Lions play catch up. Gibbs yeah. is going to be in there catching dump offs. Not just dump offs, everything just just in there. More touches. Yeah. You mentioned he's so explosive. Just get him the ball, and he can produce. Yeah, I really like Gibbs this week. Yeah, I I do too. Um, I liked Montgomery last week. Didn't really work out well, but uh, the game game scripts are, are different. I think that, like we said before, the two game slate, you kind of have to predict how the game's going to go. Own it, live with it. If it works out really well, that's great. If it doesn't, you're you're probably dead anyway. In a two game slate, like you just have to kind of figure out and just lean into everything you think is going to happen because there's no. Uh, you know, there's no like 13 games. We're like, oh, if I'm wrong here, I'm right here. I can just skip that game. Can't do that here. Uh, what about some of the cheaper running backs? If you were trying to get a little different, maybe you play, you want to play, um, you know, McCaffrey, Amon Ra, Kelsey, Rice, something like that. Um, anybody down here? Montgomery's 5,600. Gus Edwards, 5,500. Justice Hill, who um, had more carries than Edwards. I think it actually looked better too. He ran the ball really well last week. Um, I think he was, uh, he was 11 or 13 for 66, 5.1 yards per carry last week. He's 4,800. Uh, I think it's clear that Dalvin Cook, he, Dalvin Cook did get carries. He had eight carries in that game, but uh, he looked like Dalvin Cook of the Jets uh, or the late Vikings too, but he's 4,200. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to go cheap down here, I think for me it's Justice Hill. Um, 13 carries last week. Mentioned. He also had two targets. He had 10 targets the week before. We talked about that. I guess it would be two weeks before, but the last time the Ravens played. Um, I think Hill is mildly intriguing there at 4,800. Of, the, of the guys down here, uh, he would be the the one I'm most likely to go to if I'm going to try to save some money here and play everybody up everywhere else. Yep. Um, I just have to agree with you again. I think perfect breakdown. I have quite a bit of interest in Hill. I think he'll end up pretty popular because I think other people see this too. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm the only one that noticed he led them in carries last week. Yeah, and if, it's just price as well. Like if you want to play McCaffrey and St. Brown, uh, he'll – you know, makes that a lot easier. You mentioned he's actually looked pretty good. He's got something yeah. about him. He's got some burst. He can make people miss. You know, he's yeah. running hard. Like, I don't know. You just, I mean, on podcasts and stuff, you just hear Justice Hill isn't any good. But I don't know. The last <laughs> couple of weeks I've seen him out there, he looks decent enough to me. You mentioned the, the, the targets, too, against the Dolphins. And um, he's played more 
He played more than Gus Edwards in both of those games. 57% of snaps last week to lead the Ravens, only 34% for Gus Edwards. It was pretty much the same against the Dolphins, 54% for Justice Hill and 33% for Gus Edwards. Um, Now, you know, Gus will probably still be in there. He still has those games where, you know, they get it inside the five and he'll run a couple touchdowns in. Um, But, yeah, I like Justice Hill here. He just makes sense. And we talked about the last couple of weeks, like the way to beat this KCD is still running the ball. Um, I know that Buffalo has Josh Allen. I do get that. So when these stats are a little bit, not just running back, but they were 39 for 182 last week. Buffalo was running the ball. Like I know that Casey was better in the second half, but that's 4.7 yards per carry. Like Ty Johnson was seven for 40 last week for the bills. I know that cook would, did not have a high yards per carry. He kind of slowed down, but you know, Allen had 72 yards rushing six yards per carry. The way to beat the chiefs is to run the ball. And I think that, uh, Buffalo did it early and kind of went away from it. They kind of got stopped. Baltimore ain't going away from it. Nope, I agree. And um, I think part of it is just there's some scenarios where, like, Pacheco scores 10 or 12 points, like, quite often here. And, like, if if Justice Hill gets you seven or eight, like, that's a win, like, because of what you're going to be able to do with the rest of your lineup. So, yeah, I just think he makes sense if you want to play McCaffrey and St. Brown and maybe spend up at tight end. Yeah, I'm really curious how popular he'd be because I really like him as a play this week. But 4800 is so cheap that I have to imagine you mentioned people will go there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's like fourth. I, I think he'll probably be third. I think it'll go – or he'll be like right around the same as Gibbs. I think it'll be like yeah. McCaffrey, Pacheco, and then Gibbs and Justice Hill. But, the, the, okay. yeah. I uh, Yeah, that's not – I mean, that's not too bad. I think that, uh, you know, it's not like a, a week where, like, it's, an, uh, you know, free square everybody's playing a guy because I think that's enough. Right. You know, Gus Edwards there. Lamar's obviously going to get a ton of carries too. So it's, it's not going to be like they're going to hand the ball just to Hill 22 times. But, I don't know, you give me – he had, what, he had 15 touches last week? Uh, 15 touches last week. You give me that, I take that at the price and, like, walk away very happy. I mean, whatever happens. Oh, absolutely. Happens, 15 touches yeah. would be a huge and- win. It's only a two game slate. So like the ownerships are going to seem high, but like everyone's kind of high, you know, there's just not that many options. So he's, it's not going to, it's not like he's going to be massive chalk. Yeah. It's a two game slate. You got to hit on pretty much everything, all the touchdowns, most of the touchdowns to win. So uh, it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, Let's talk about pass catchers. First note from our sponsors at FanDuel. Tackled millions in prizes all playoffs long in FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get on the action because right now new customers get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard. We talked before how, you know, running back's really interesting at FanDuel. McCaffrey's 11,000. Maybe maybe he becomes more of a fade there than he does on other sites. Um, plus, on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single-game contests, season-long best ball contests, beginner-only contests, which are great for learning ropes, and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off football se- kick off football playoff season with a 100% deposit match up to $100. Go to FanDuel.com and start playing for huge cash prizes today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we've got, uh, again, only two games. We've kind of talked about some of the receivers and pass catchers already, but um, we've got two above 7,000. You have Amon Ross, 7,900. Debo's at 7,300. And then you've got um, kind of a mid-range of Ayuk at 6,900, Rasheed Rice at 6,500, and Zay Flowers at 5,800. It's interesting in that we've got a we've got two games here where not many of these teams have like two good two receivers that are in this range. Like you know, we talked all year about Hill and Waddle or Godden and Evans, whatever it may be. We've got, we've got Debo and Ayuk here, but like the other ones, like the Lions, like clearly it's Amon Ra. Rice is clearly the guy in KC. Flowers is probably the guy in Baltimore, but less so than the other ones. Um, what do you do here? I find it hard to click Debo. I think you said it earlier. Like I just worry that he catches one pass or catches a pass in the second quarter and hits that shoulder and it's done. Like, I think that's a very real possibility, but that probably makes him, you know, maybe a tournament play because he's lower owned than he would be normally. But uh, the way the matchups work out this week, I love Ayuk to get fed this week. I think they're going to line him up and get some good matchups, and I think he's going to make some big plays this week. I hope you're right. I, I kind of agree. I, 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 It's tough for me to click Debo. I just can't do it. I'm not sure there's a ceiling there. Maybe he can score two touchdowns to get you there, but it feels like that's how he would have to do it. Uh, yeah. More and the, the risk of him, the risk of him making like playing like eight plays is real too. Yeah. Yeah. And even just sort of being a decoy for some of the game, not a decoy, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, not, not handing the ball you know, eight times to get big hits up the middle. Right, sort of thing. Yeah. right, right. Stuff like that. Um, so I think St. Like you said, like each of these, they, they sort of just have one guy, St. Brown, Rasheed Rice and Ayuk. I think they'll be the most popular uh, up top. I don't think, I think people will feel the same way as us and just won't click Debo. Um I really like St. Brown in this range. I really like Ayuk. Try to play them together if I can on yeah. some lineups. Probably just won't play Debo. I don't know. It's kind of cut and dry. I don't know. I, I, I guess I. it's only Friday, but I expected Amon Ra to be a little bit more popular than, than I'm seeing. Like I see Rasheed Rice and Ayuk expect to be more popular. Maybe, maybe that happens just because they're cheaper, but um, – I don't know. Like I, 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 St. Brown's a priority for me this week. Yeah. I mean, he had 14 targets last week. There's not many game scripts you can come up with where he's not really involved. I think which is the key to that. If they get behind, he's going to be fed with targets. If they get ahead, it's probably because Amon Ra did something. And I think they'll still uh, have him involved. I think they'll try and run the ball. We talked about that, the fact that they'll run the ball, but their passing tree is so narrow that, you know, while Reynolds and Jameson are there, Jameson Williams are there to hit some big plays, maybe, uh, you know, Amon Ra is the guy that the golf relies on. If get, and it's a close game, you know he's hitting Amon Ra in the fourth quarter. Like it's just there's there's not many paths where he's not super involved. And obviously he's really really good. You get involved plus good. Um, and you just get a ton of targets there. What do you feel about uh, Rice and Flowers? Like we talked about this. You know, we're trying to find the right plays from this game. There are going to be some right plays from the Kansas City Baltimore game. I know that you know you can't fully fade it in two game slate. You want to you want to find the right guys. Uh, where do you fall on uh, the two main pass catchers here in Rasheed Rice and Zay Flowers? Yeah, I think it's part of the reason why I like St. Brown in in that I'm okay being off these guys and you got to spend money somewhere. With Rice, uh, it's 
it's mostly an ownership thing. Like I see him, he's going to be very popular and I think it's such a tough matchup. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is such a tough matchup. Marlon Humphrey's going to be back. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. I think he struggles here. Um, just like, I don't think there's a, a lot of points and receptions and yards to be had necessarily. Um, so yeah, I, I, and then Zay Flowers played a lot of Zay Flowers last week and it was, it was disappointing. I think now with Andrew's back, we mentioned at the start, it's going to be tough for him to see a lot of volume as well. So I, it, it pushes me to punt instead, it, like to play a Monra and then punt a spot instead of one of those guys. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? No, I mean, I think that makes sense. I think I like Rice a little more than you do because I think Baltimore is going to be up in this game. I do think that they're the better team. And I think they're going to – I think Casey's going to have to be forced to pass the ball in the second half. And maybe it may not be efficient, but I think it, I think he's going to get there in terms of getting a lot of targets. Um, so I don't think it'll be quite like last week where they, they should have the ball a lot last week. It was really weird. Like Buffalo had the ball so much in that game. Um, you know, Mahomes is efficient, but the volume wasn't there. I think the volume is going to be a little more ramped up this week. So I think they're going to need it. I think that they're going to have to um, pass the ball in the second half. You know, if I'm, wrong, if I'm wrong on a game script, you know, I'm going to lose on this slate. It's one of those things, like I said earlier, a couple of times, you guys have to guess and kind of go with it. Um, I'm okay fading flowers though. If I'm going to go with a Baltimore receiver, I think I'm just going to save money there. Um, I, you got to figure that Sneed plays on him a bunch. If not, McDuffie's there. Like they just, Kansas City's so good against the pass that I just don't think I, if I'm going to spend on a Baltimore receiver, it's going to be a punt play for me. I'm just going to go down to, I don't know, Aguilar or OBJ or one of the tight ends. I think if I'm going to go Baltimore receiver, I'm just going to save the money and not, not pay up for flowers. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, the argument for, for Zay is that he'll be pretty low owned. I was going to say, probably, I imagine most people would just like, oh, I'll just play Rice for a little bit more or I'll go down. I imagine Malcolm will have that same. He's probably, yeah, you're right. He's probably a really low-owned he, guy this week. He's going to get lost. So yeah. I guess, you know, that makes him more okay. You know, we, yeah. we know he had he 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 can break a long touchdown. Yeah. On a two-game slate, obviously, everybody's in play. In a normal slate, you know, he would be, that'd be just not even consideration at the price. But, yeah, I mean, it's a two-game slate. What about the cheap guys? Uh, we've got we've mentioned uh, Reynolds and Jamison Williams down here. Reynolds is four thousand. Jamison's thirty seven hundred. Aguilar's thirty eight hundred. Um, we joke about McCole Hardman, but you know they gave him the ball at the two yard line. They threw him a deep ball in the first week of the playoffs. He's three thousand. Um, you know, still explosive. Could a big play? Although I don't know how much they trust him right now. Uh, there's a lot of names down here, and finding the right one, you know, is probably who's going to win some of these things. You're going to have to find the right one. Someone in the going to hit a big play. If for some reason Debo doesn't play, I think Juwan Jennings at 4600 becomes insanely popular really quickly. I think that he looked really good last week, had six targets. Uh, Brock clearly trusts him as like, if Debo's not there, I'll throw to Juwan. Uh, so 4600 would be popular there for him. Uh, what are you doing with this low range this week? Yeah, I don't see how the Chiefs can put Hardman out there after the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Really Especially bad. last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not going to do it. Um, if I was, by the to way, st- and stop, to stop, see- stop calling an end around to McCall Arm on the two yard line. Like what are like, you have so many weapons. Like, what are we, I know they love to get fans. Yeah, you, no, you're exactly that. right. What are, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. That's a good point. Um, such an important spot to yeah. go there and you have Kelsey Pacheco, Rice. Yeah, that's tough. But, uh, you know, obviously we're going to play Jameson Williams again. Um, he's, he's going to be the most popular. Um, but I do think the Lions are the best two options. Now Reynolds is more expensive, 
just a little bit, but uh, I think we, we, we've said, we said it last week. We've kind of said it all season. Jamison has the upside and the ceiling and yeah, just like him in the spot, especially if the Lions are playing catch up. Um, yeah. Cheap Baltimore receiver. If you're going to play Lamar, I think Bateman or Aguilar are okay. Um, Bateman played 65% of the snaps last week, three catches. He looked and Aguilar played, 50% of the staffs, way more than Odell. That that was weird. The thing with Odell was weird yeah. because Harbaugh talked him up pre, pre-game and saying how healthy he was, how good he's looked. It did seem like, like he ended up being kind of popular. I, I You heard on a couple podcasts. Yeah, it's like people, yeah, people were on Odell last week and now nobody's going to be on him at all. Um, I, I'm not going to play him, but I don't know. Maybe it's something to consider. Yeah, I just the, the being on the field was the problem there. I mean, I just think that uh, the targets, you can kind of be like, yeah, as long as he's on the field, but he wasn't as much as the other two guys. And that uh, obviously matters a lot there. Um, if I'm Ben Johnson for the Lions, there's a, I'm in the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the game, I'm taking three deep shots. Like, I'm going, the Niners are going to be ramped up to stop the run. If you hit a couple runs, like, I'm going play action. I'm going Williams and, and Reynolds over the top a couple times. Make Ambry Thomas not PI as somebody. Like, I think he's going to be aware of that. He had the big PI last week, like a 40-yarder for – I forget who he tackled. I think it was it was Jaden Reed. I don't remember who it was. But um, if I'm then, like, I'm taking a couple deep shots early. Like, I, I'm making sure the Niners know that I'm not just running the ball. Um, I think there's going to be a spot for Williams or Reynolds to make a big play. Who knows if they make it. You might get a PI. It doesn't help us, but – um, if I'm them and he, Ben Johnson's way smarter in football than I am, I'm making sure I'm making sure the Niners know that there's a couple of there. I got some big play guys in here that even if they don't hit you, I want, I want them to be aware of that the rest of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. I think, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting a scope on Ambry Thomas after last week and I'm making a couple plays on him early, no matter what, to see, uh, see, uh, what, where his mind and his, uh, everything else is at after that. And he was horrible last week. Absolutely. And the, the Lions have, they've been smarter with their play calling. So I just, I kind of expect yeah. them to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, you mentioned Juwan Jennings. Yeah. He'd be so popular if Debo uh, ended up not playing. If Debo plays, you can't click him. Right. Or I mean, like, uh, I mean, it's you know, a two he, games, it's a two game slate in a tournament. Like we talked about yeah, the fact we're scared. We're scared of D playing Debo because he might get hurt. If you have a $4,600 Juwan Jennings in this offense with this total, in this weather, with this quarterback, with L's setup, and Debo plays four plays and can't go, you've got a guy that was going to be like over 50% right. owned if he, if he was starting. <laughs> you've got the best play on the slate. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a very good point. Yeah, and he looked he – looked, he said – He's got a big frame. He's pretty no, good, actually. He actually like, is good. Like I, he, yeah, he's. I don't know if you said the, the play that he blocked the guy in the Gatorade was on. Like they love Juwan James, and he's really good. And another team, I think he's gonna end up going somewhere else because he's not getting enough balls in San Francisco. But another team, I think he'd be a good wide receiver too for for a lot of teams. Yeah, he. he I agree. That's the eye test every time I've seen yeah. him out there. Um, okay, that's and interesting the, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's yeah, not the, the key. I think the key for me is that for I don't think he's dead even if Debo plays. Like I think he's his targets obviously go down. I they agree. Keep, they use him in the red zone. They use him on third down a lot. They get a third down the red zone. They look to him like Brock really likes him on third down. They call him third and Juwan for a reason. Like it's not just out of nowhere. Like they use him on third down a bunch. Um, so like he's cheap enough that even if Debo, I mean, you, you obviously you play him. Your your thought is like maybe Debo gets hurt and then I've got the great the best play on the slate, but. 
I just don't. I think it. I think it works because even if Debo plays, I don't think Juwan's totally dead. He's probably in three, four targets, but um, could score a touchdown. Yeah. Could have 30, 40 yards. Oh, so yeah. the key. Like every once in a while, we play guys like if someone gets hurt, this this works out really well. But they're dead if he doesn't. I don't think Juwan's dead either way. Yeah, I think you're right. I was, I was trying to convince myself because, yeah, part of the reason he's not dead is because the the whole range might bust. You know, you might only need yeah. ten points to outscore sure. the entire range. You got. Odell Beckham right there. And then you know, Reynolds and the guys we mentioned. So yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think agree. I just, ta- I think uh, I just talked myself into playing Jennings. Yeah, I might. I was just, I've looked at a lot of lineup constructions where you need another guy in that range and you just don't want to click on any of them. And if you're already playing Purdy, I don't know, you know, it's a two game slate. So it kind of makes sense. Um, I guess the last, the last thing I wanted to say is, if I was going to play a Chiefs receiver, I almost don't even want to say it because I, I wouldn't click Hardman again. But um, MVS, you know, he was out there for more snaps than Watson last week. Yep. Kind of expect him to be the number two receiver again. It only takes one, you know. Uh, I think not only you right, but like Mahomes had some statements after the game where he was very clear he was fired up that MBS made some big plays. I think he's like cognizant of the fact that MBS has taken a lot of heat for drops and mistakes, but. Um, I think you're right. If I'm going to go second Chiefs receiver for me, Har- or MVS at 3,400 is the guy. I mean, he is not only do you have the, you know, anybody can be the third guy in that offense any week, but he can hit a big play at any point too. And one of these guys out here that hits one 40 yard play uh, for a touchdown, like it, it's, it's huge and it works. I, uh, I agree with you. I think that uh, if I'm going down here for a chief, it's, it's MVS too. Yeah, he's got a lot of criticism and probably, you know, rightfully so in a lot of spots, but he's popped up in the playoffs a couple times. I think he did last year one game, and I know the year before, and yeah. And I think maybe the Hardman distrust helps him too. Like, I think that maybe uh, maybe we don't put Hardman out there for in a big spot and make, make it MVS instead. So I think that uh, that matters too. Uh, tight end is pretty stacked this week. For a week, we only have two games. We've got Travis Kelsey, Sam Laporta, and George Kittle. And that's before we get to the Baltimore guys. And Mark Andrews is a top five tight end when he's healthy. Uh, crazy good tight end week for these four teams. Uh, Kelsey on DraftKings at 6,600. Laporta, 5,400. Kittle, 53. Andrews is 5,000. Isaiah likely is 4,300. We'll get to a couple punt plays at the end here real quick. But uh, in terms of the non-punt guys, uh, where do you find yourself leaning among these uh, these stud tight ends this week? I kind of like all three of the top guys, yeah. so it's tough. Hard not to, um, yeah. Yeah, and Kittle and Laporta being the same price is tough as well. Uh, you know, because you can play either of them, or so, you can play either tight end with Purdy, either Kittle or Laporta. So that makes it tough. Um, Kelsey, starting with Kelsey, Kelsey kind of saved me last week. I ended up playing Kelsey and not Rice, and he made up for some of the other mistakes I made. Um, so I kind of have a good feeling about that. I know you said you preferred Rice, and I get that. I kind of prefer Kelsey. I just yeah. I feel like I think that when the playoffs the, come around, yeah, he just has maybe a little more touchdown upside. At least I like to think Mahomes sort of looks for him first in certain spots. I don't know. Just a story we, uh, I'm telling do we myself. Think, do we think Jason's going into Baltimore with his shirt off again this week? <laughs> man that was awesome was. um he should he should it was yeah. it was so funny because i saw him jump out of the suite i'm like oh everybody's gonna love that i'm like oh crap they're on the road like i you gotta be careful jumping out in enemy territory but i think everybody 
likes him and all the he was like showing girls Taylor Swift and picking him up in the in the booth and everything. So I think that uh, I think he's got enough people that really like him. He's fine, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm not. I don't think I'm jumping out of the suite in Baltimore this week to the championship game. But uh, I think I lean if Debo plays. I think I lean Laporta at tight end. I think that just kind of one of those things like you're guaranteed the targets with Laporta. Whereas you know Kittle probably has to hit a big play to work, and he can. And we saw it last week hit the big play, uh, you know, big touchdown, and, and and Brock obviously loves throwing him. He's really good. I thought he was the best player on the 49ers offense last week. I know he had the drop pass late, which could have killed them, but he was really good. I mean, every time he touches the ball, it's like eight more yards on your know, yards after catch. He's so important. But I just think that if Debo's healthy, there's so many options there that I think that makes me lean Laporta with the 11 targets last week. Narrow passing tree. They're going to have to throw the ball this week. I know that uh, – Fred and, and and Dre Greenlaw cover tight ends really well, so it's not a great matchup. But a two game slate, um, you know, anybody's playable. And I think that I go Laporta if I got to make a decision. You have to. Uh, I'm going to go Laporta over Kittle this week. Yeah, I think you broke it down perfectly. It's not a great matchup for any of them, right? Um, yeah. For any of the tight ends, I mean, you could yeah. you could say, uh, yeah, I agree. Especially because Kittle's going to be more popular. So if Debo plays, I agree. I think you could see even Kittle like considerably more popular than Laporta. So that's the way I'm leaning as well. Um, uh, if you want to, if you want to, if you, I say, if you want to punt tight end, um, Zach Ertz down here, Brock Wright, the backup quarterback for Detroit is out. Zach Ertz has been signed. He's 2,800. Noah Gray uh, is 2,500. I guess those would be the punt ones. Are you, are you thinking about punting here? It's kind of hard to do this week. Cause there's so many, you're going to get some tight end points this week. So you're not, it's not a week where you're like, ah, oh, there's nobody I really love. So I'll just punt it. I mean, there are five good ones. Um, can you get down here for a, for a punt yeah. play in a, in a lineup? So I agree with you that it wouldn't make sense if you're just going to play one. I'm looking at maybe punting Noah Gray ah, as a second right. tight end. Just because going back to the receivers, there's going to be a lot of popular punt receivers. Then they're all around like, 3,500 to 4k and Noah Gray's all the way down to 2,500. So yeah, there's some constructions that I'm looking at where you need that extra thousand. And even with like four or five points, like you can be okay, especially in single entry stuff. A couple weeks ago, my buddy won the big single entry on a bill slate where he played Dawson Knox for, I think he was like 27 or 2,800 and Knox ended up catching a touchdown and scoring like eight or nine points or something, but he would have won if Knox scored zero just because like it was <laughs> right. like, just because you can get to constructions that people don't get to. And that's true yeah. on this slate too. So if I were to punt one of those guys, it would be as my second tight end. It's a really good point. Cause there's so many builds that are going to be like, I'll just make sure that I get it. One of those mid three receivers and you, you know, hitting the right one's important, but you get to, you put that 2,500 in, you can just get, you're right. You can get to stuff that most people don't get to. And it's not, it's not really getting all the better places. It's getting to different players. In a two-game slate, you want to be somewhere different. And Noah Gray has three, four, and three targets the last uh, last the last three games of the regular season. I don't think I don't. What did he do last week? Did he do sixty um, percent of the three? Oh, same he had, last he had, week three. Yeah, he had three catches last week. You're right. Yeah. Um, so and put played sixty percent of the snaps. So like it's it seems okay. Tied to a, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football doesn't hurt either. Um, Red zone thing. Uh, that's a really interesting setup because I think you're right. I think you just get to um, you get to different things than people that are punting the receiver in the you know thirty five hundred to four thousand range. Yep, agreed. 
I like it. Um, finally, before we jump out of here, we've talked about these games a bunch. Uh, you got to play a defense this week. Uh, I don't know. Good luck figuring this one out. Uh, Ravens are 3,200. Niners are 3,300. Chiefs are 2,900. Lions are 2,600. Uh, you can kind of just, they're all in the same range. You can kind of pick who you like best. Um, I think if I had to pick one off the bat, it would probably be the 49ers. I think that, uh, the chances of any of these quarterbacks kind of, uh, having some moments here, probably is highest with golf outside. If the Niners get ahead, they, if they, if they can make Detroit one dimensional, that's their whole game plan this week. And they can start to rush him. I think he's the guy that can make some mistakes. We saw Purdy. Uh, you know, in big games has made some mistakes here. The Baltimore game last week, uh, you know, Cleveland. Oh, there was some weather involved in those, but the Baltimore game, he had four picks. Um, I don't know if Detroit has quite the the stud defense that was going to do that to him like these other ones do, but I'd probably go Niners. Um, but, I, you know, Chiefs and Ravens, a lot of good players there, uh, but you're facing MVP level quarterbacks. Uh, Niners are my favorite, but uh, I'd be open to hearing so, who you like. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I've been just agreeing with you pretty much all podcasts. That I kind of agree again here. Uh, I don't necessarily love any of these defenses, but the Ravens and the Chiefs are going to be the most popular. I think like way more popular than the okay. Niners. I mean, you know, people just look at it and that game has the lower total and both right. those defenses are really good. Uh, the Chiefs offer some salary relief. Um, so, yeah, I... Yeah, I put a little note in in the article that I think the Niners are. I could see the Niners coming in even less popular than the Lions. So, like, you could get a little leverage at defense. I agree in that, you know, the second half of that game, if the Niners are defending the lead and you just have Chase Young and and Bosa rushing all game, you know, we've seen Goff throw plenty of interceptions before. He's going to take sacks to – yeah. So, I like the Niners uh, from a leverage point of view. But again, yeah. this is defense. If I need to go all the way down to the Lions, I'll do that too. Because, you know, we saw seen Purdy throw a couple picks recently. Almost threw another pick yep. six last week. So, yeah, I don't know. It's defense, you know? Yeah. There's been a couple plays with Brock. You're like, he maybe – and I think, it's, I think it's scouting too. I think I think that uh, Green Bay really scouted that game well. I think they knew what was going on. I think that, you know, it helps that LaFleur and Shanahan run the same offense. I think LaFleur, like, knows everything the Niners are going to do. But – you could tell they were jumping on some reads there, and especially that one earlier that should have been a pick six. Like you could, you could tell there was stuff going on there. I don't know if it'll be ha- quite the same this week, but yeah, you can get down there. Brock could make a mistake. I think it's three. Spot. It's sorry, it's three straight slates where uh, the cheapest, lowest stone defense ended up the highest scoring with a pick six. So the Texans That's got a amazing. couple against Flacco. The Packers yep. against Dak. Uh, yep. Last week, somebody again too. Yeah, but but yeah. So you know, it's defense. Obviously, there's tons of variants, but yeah, I agree. I kind of like the Niners for leverage. Yeah, was detect because the Texans had the punt return last week. Were they did they end up being okay even though they, they got killed? I don't know about last week. No, the, two weeks ago was the Texans when they picked six the Flacco, Flacco twice. Yeah. Um, I don't remember t- they what a, happened. They did have a touchdown last week though. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I, I don't remember how they finished up, but you're right. Uh, so yeah, we keep seeing these underdog defenses yeah. do it. It just uh, takes just takes one play. Um, the fact you mentioned the Niners would be that low owned makes me like them more. Cause I think that, like you said, I don't love any of these defenses, but that's the one that like, if it goes as game script, I think Goff's going to make some mistakes in the, in the third and fourth quarter. I, uh, I hope so at least, but you know, if Detroit runs the ball and they get up then the Niners defense is dead from a fantasy perspective. Like it is, you know, someone running the ball over and over again against your defense is the dead worst that you, you don't want that, but um, you got to figure out game script here. So Anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we've uh, we've beaten these games uh, pretty good here. Um, anything else on uh, on your mind on this one? I uh, it sounds to me like you're picking Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Am I reading that right? 
Yeah, yeah, you're reading that right. Uh, um, no, nothing else on my mind. I think we covered about as much as we could cover. Yeah, I think so too. It should be uh, it should be really fun. These are really really good games. These are interesting games. They're fun games. Uh, you know, nobody snuck through that uh, makes these games not as exciting. So it's uh, should be really fun. You know, I think we thought we'd see Niners Cowboys and Niners Eagles, but I think Niners Lions has a, a lot of storylines. I think that uh, there's a couple maps on Twitter of like, everybody in the country except for California rooting for the Lions this week. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty popular. I hear a lot of Lions fans are going to the game. It's a lot of more more Lions than the Packers fans. Surprising, usually Packers travel really well there weren't a ton of Packers fans very the Lions fans are uh spending a lot of money tickets are really expensive this week because the Lions fans kind of boosted that up so uh you know they haven't been here in a long long time so it should be should be fun should be good uh Ryan I'll be back at you for the Super Bowl I believe uh, we're gonna do a DFS show maybe throw some bets or something in there some props we'll figure it out but uh one thing everybody for listening uh today and all season long we'll be back at you for one more show at the Super Bowl I uh, hope everybody has a really good week and uh, enjoy the game Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.